You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcasts, a weekly show with Alexander Schacht, Benjamin Pieske and Sam Gardner designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. What kind of leader do you want to be? For this to achieve, you need to understand your leadership principles. Stay tuned for this really interesting discussion with Gary. I learned about the concept of leadership principles from Gary Sullivan and it really helped me to much better understand what kind of leader I wanted to be. And we'll talk about this more in depth here in this uh, episode. I've actually recorded earlier an episode about my personal leadership principles. And if you want to scroll back to that one, maybe you'll find that helpful as well. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with the ever-growing video-on-demand content library and the many, many PSI webinars that are happening or going again and again and again each month. Head over to psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode of The Effective Statistician. And today it's again with my good friend, Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Alexander. How you been? Yeah, it's one of the first things I'm actually doing in 2022 now, recording this episode with Gary. And it's about one of our loved topics about leadership. And today we want to really talk about leadership principles. Why it's great to have these, what are leadership principles, and how you can establish your own leadership principles. So um, let's talk a little bit about the, the, your journey to it. When have you first come across this topic of, of leadership principles? Yeah, the first time it was, it was put to me in terms of specifically leadership principles and, and actually naming out your leadership principles was I took a leadership course back in 2009 And we, we talked about a lot of things throughout the course. It was like a week-long course, but they, the last thing they had us do, they said, we want you to define your leadership principles. And I, I don't remember the specific guidance they gave. I'm not even sure whether they, um, they gave us any examples or anything, but, but they gave us quite a bit of time, um, probably about a couple hours, maybe even half a day uh, to think about these principles. And that was the first time I had heard of such a thing specifically, and the first time I began to, to draft my own leadership principles. And it, and it really was um, uh, an, an interesting, uh, very sort of self-reflective uh, type of experience. Um, someone, something everybody should do, obviously, which we'll talk about, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I learned about these from you, and we also teach about this in our leadership program. And we got really, really good feedback from a couple of different participants about these. 
and that this exercise is really, really helpful. So for all those who are listening and have already finished this programs and you probably already have these and have reflected about these, but it's always good to also update your learnings on this. Yeah, I would say even for, uh, I know we talk about it in our leadership training, but for, for statisticians that are just tuning in, I think it's good for, for them to have principles too. Whether they think of them from a standpoint of leadership or influence or just being an effective statistician, well, what are your principles? Uh, so it's, it's not something that I think just applies to people that are, that are, that are on a leadership journey. Yeah, well, we talk anyway here in terms of leadership really about leadership with a little L, so to say. Yeah, it's about influencing others. It's not necessarily about being a supervisor, being an administrative leader. And thus, it's, it's really important for everybody. So why is it important to have such leadership principles? I'm going to steal something, and, and you had Mecca recommended this book to me by Friendman Malik about uh, the title of the book is Managing, Performing, and Living. And, and he kind of expressed it very, I think, concisely. He talks about management principles, but he, I think, expressed it very concisely from a standpoint that leadership principles, in a sense, guide your actions. And, and I think that's a, a really nice way to think about it. Now, we can kind of delve into that, like people might say, well, you know, other things guide my actions too. Or maybe some people think I'm not really even sure what, what guides my actions. I just, I just act accordingly or act to try to do the right thing. Um, but, but I think that that really does sort of concisely express leadership principles. Or you might even ask the question, just what is it that guides your actions on an everyday basis? And, and that will sort of start you on the path, I think, of, of exploring, okay, what things do I come across? What challenges do I face? What do I do from a day-to-day -day standpoint, week-to-week? -week? And, and it'll really help you think deeply about that question. Yeah, and I think it also helps you to reflect on what are the principles that you want to live by, that you want to you know, work by. And you can have different priorities on these, Yeah. And so having thinking about these and can be kind of help you to become the person you want to be in, in your job. Because if you don't have this kind of end in mind, it's really difficult to establish the steps moving forward. Yeah, it's citing Stephen Covey in terms of effective people always have the end in mind. And in terms of your personal development, you also have, should have some goals in mind. And these principles can be kind of goals for you to, to, that you want to work towards. Yeah, and, and I think what people will find, and, and we can talk about sort of going through this exercise and stuff, but people will find that they, they do already have principles. Um, they may just not have ever written them down or or they may have what might amount to a long list of principles or just guidelines that, like I said, sort of control their, their behavior in a sense. Um, so it's, it's not like you're starting from scratch, like saying, oh, I, I never thought about, or I've, I've never had principles before. Everybody has principles. And, and it's kind of based in their growth as an individual, their experiences, the people around them, their role models. 
so, so everyone will find that they already have experiences, but, it, but it's really an interesting exercise to go through to try to, to hone that down to, I, I think, a few that, that really encompass, as you said, sort of who you want to be as a leader. Yeah, and I think that is what they should be about. Um, how do you want to be as a leader? Um, now, sometimes it's really good to understand things coming from a different perspective. So what are they not about? It's a good question. It's, it's a hard question, too. And, and maybe the best way to think about it is maybe to touch on like a couple examples. So in a sense, you want them to guide your actions on a long-term basis. And, and maybe there's a distinction, in a sense, between principles and, and goals is, is one way to think about it, that goals might be more short-term. And, and your, your leadership principles can change, too, but I would think they are, they are longer-term and more sort of lasting. But maybe a, a quick example might be if you write down something like, I want to I want to be a top performer. Okay, that's really not a principle. That's more a goal. Okay, or I want I want to be, uh, you know, rated highly, or I want to I want to get to this position. I mean, that's essentially a goal. Um, the the principles would be things that, in a sense, are going to to guide you as you manage, in a sense, your career, whether it's from day to day, year to year, you know, job to job. And, and they may change slightly, I think, from, from different roles, but they should be pretty, pretty sustainable. So, so, so I would say um, they, they are more things that are, that are long-term. Uh, so, so trying to, to stay away from those things that more strike you as, as specific goals. Yeah, and I think they should be also more, more general, not too specific, like... Yeah. I want to write good emails. It's kind of maybe yeah. you want to more say like, I want to be a great communicator that is easily understood and gets the message across um, effectively. Or I want to be a good listener. More kind of these kind of key activities that you want to do. Yeah, I, I agree. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so how did you come to yours? Again, I don't specifically remember, but I but I've, I remember do going through like a lot of iterations. Okay, because when the the questions first presented, you you start to think about lots of different things, as you said, like, well, I, am I a good listener? Um, am I I want to operate with integrity? Um, I you know I want to do this. I want to I want to be a trustworthy person. I want to be reliable. I want to be a person that's, you know, action oriented. I mean, you can come up with a whole laundry list of things and maybe that's a kind of a good way to start to, to try to come up with those things that, that are really important to you as, as a statistician or as a leader. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a bad idea to, to just start to, to think about, um, you know, different, different types of principles or characteristics um, and, and then start to, to relate those to experiences, okay? So, for example, you might think of different challenges you've had in the course of, of your career to, to this point. And you might think about how you behaved or acted or what guided your actions in those situations. And then thinking back on those, think about, what, was I happy with, with the way I, I behaved there or with the actions I took? 
or or was I not happy? Do I look back on that and say, I, I could have done better, or I might have I might have behaved better, I might have acted better. Um, and, and those things are really good triggers uh, to, to, in a sense, set, okay, I need to be more like this in terms of my, my actions. Um, I think also, just as, as we talk about uh, in our leadership course, observing different, different leaders, different styles of leadership. And, and when you think of people that maybe you, you admire as leaders, thinking about things like, what are some some characteristics they have? What what are some things that I think guide their actions? And that might give you examples. And just as we talk about in, in our leadership program, you, you can't, in a sense, completely copy someone's leadership, that their leadership form, but but you can certainly learn from them. Um, and, and you might say, yeah, I, I really admire that person as a leader because they seem to to do this very well. And, and it might be something like they, they just they have a great way of communicating and or they listen with empathy or, you know, is that something that, that I can, I can achieve too. And is that something that's, that's going to be important in, in my role and is my, in my growth as a leader. The, the other way I think about things are um, like, like how do you want people to view you when, when they think of you? And we talk about the importance of brand and, and this in a sense can be consistent with your brand. When, when they think about me or think about my brand, what are some of the things I want them to, to think about? What are some things that should come to mind to them? So in a sense, defining your brand, uh, what, what are the, the words, characteristics, behaviors, actions that would, would drive a brand that you would feel comfortable with and, and having people think about that when they, when they think about you. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's really good to start with a reflection of situations that really helped shape you. So these can are probably situations that you remember very easily because you've either felt well, very proud of them or you really didn't feel <laughs> proud about them. And so I can remember, for example, a discussion where at a table where we talked about some study design features. And there was a push for a certain feature from one of the more uh, senior people. And I wasn't really convinced about it, but I didn't feel like I could say something against it. And so I remained silent. And I really didn't feel proud about this later on. And so that is an area where you can think and reflect, okay, who do I want to be in the future? I want to be courageous and I want to, you know, speak up. Or maybe there's another area that you feel like you're, you're constantly, you know, behind stuff and you're not reliable in, in a sense. Or maybe you're always the last one to decide. You're so kind of stuck in analyzing all the details that, that it's, it's really hard for you to come to a conclusion. So these kind of things can help you to understand where you want to change. But also look into, you know, what people say about you positively. Yeah, so that you are maybe very, very detailed oriented or that you always provide high quality. 
Um, things like that. Look both from the bad and, and the good stuff. In terms of where you want to go, I think it also depends on what are your long-term visions for yourself. How, what kind of person do you need to become to accomplish these visions? Whether that is, you know, doing a certain job or getting a certain expertise, getting a certain influence. What are the characteristics that you need to live by? What are the, the, the principles you need to live by to, to get to there? Um, is it that you want to be, you know, someone that is a really great communicator? It's most important that you are, you know, you can get across your technical capabilities and technical knowledge in the best way. Um, or is it really that you need to be, you know, very assertive and drive things forward really, really fast? Yeah. So I think there's lots of different ways you can look into these, both internally, yeah, what have you done and what have you accomplished, but also externally, kind of, uh, where do you want to go? Yeah, and I think to, to your point, I think you'll find that some of them are, are maybe sustainable and the same from, from role to role. And, and it's, it's in some ways, I think that's comforting because it, it, in a sense, says that that's part of your who you are as a person. That's really deep inside you. Um, and and I, I like your, your, uh, your idea of like reflecting on different experiences and stuff. And, and I can think of situations. And these are situations that I, that I was, would think through sometimes with, with a mentor. I remember having a discussion with, with a mentor um, during my first management position where um, I talked about a situation. We were having a team building activity and it was going to start at like, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock and it was, it was off site. And I remember telling my staff, and I want you to come in to work before that. Okay. And, and they did. And then I was, I was talking about this with my mentor and, you know, long story short, um, they were telling me like, does that really embody trust in them? If, if you're saying that in a sense, you don't, you don't trust that they're going to, you know, put in their hours or, or do their responsibilities when they're not under your watchful eye. And I kind of realized like, yeah, that's not that it that just didn't feel right. And now I understand why. And it and it really sort of embodied this this notion of trust, which is which is a principle I've had for as long as I can remember. Um, but but then to your point, I, I remember pushing back on a um, an executive director who was was wanting to do something when I was working in manufacturing. It wasn't unethical or illegal. It was just the direction that I didn't want my group to go. And it, it had led to some uh, some bad experiences for us. And I, I remember standing my ground and, and having that person get a little bit upset at me. But, you know, when I thought about that, it's like, yeah, that's that's who I want to be. That, that's how I want to behave in those situations that that I want to not give in uh, to someone and want to maintain the, the principles that I have and the principles that I think our organization needs to have. Uh, so so that's a. Uh, that's a great way to, to look at things, to consider lots of different types of experiences and think about what, why you behave the way you do and what were some of the, the characteristics or the things that, that drove those behaviors. Um, I think the other thing that people will find is once they do this, this reflective exercise, and it might even take you 
several months or maybe a year to really come to, uh, to finalize what your principles are. In a sense, you might find then that you don't really need to, to, to have a list of them in front of you. Because once you go through this exercise, you have so many thoughts about this and you spend so much time thinking about them that, that in a sense, you've come to a conclusion as to what they are and, and you don't really need to like have a list and say, okay, here's a challenge I'm facing. Hmm, what are my principles? It's like, you know what they are. And, and there might be occasions where you might go back to them and I can talk about some examples there, but really they, they are within you and, and you don't really need to sort of carry around a list. So I don't know if, if you've had. For quite some time, I had a reminder in my calendar to look at the list uh, after I first uh, created it. Once in a while, I would tweak them. Yeah, I would add something or maybe I would, you know, see that, oh, there's actually, you know, these three topics, there's, they actually belong together and there's some kind of underlying principle here. And then, you know, I could, I could shorten them. Um, I also added a quote at one point that uh, for me was kind of encompassing lots of these different things in a nice way. And so that's how I established them. And com I completely agree with you. Over time, you more and more embody these. You have these, you know, subconsciously in your brain and they help you then to drive actions to drive decisions according to these principles. Yeah, it's almost like if people think about like a sport, okay, that, that they do again and again and again and, and practice, that it almost becomes muscle memory. Like, like once you're, you're in that situation, your muscle memory takes over. And this would be sort of, I guess, intellectual or, or moral memory or, or something like that, that once you're faced with those situations, you don't have to step back and think, like if, if you're playing a sport, okay, I want to, I need to position myself here and I need to have my body in this position first. And I need to think about, you know, this, this piece first, it, athletes don't do that. And I think good leaders uh, and good statisticians don't do that too. It's all in a sense, muscle memory to them. They just react after they've, they've practiced them, reflected on them, thought about them, revisited them, confirmed them. It, it just becomes muscle memory. Yeah. And as you act more and more according to them, they more and more, you know, become, you more and more become the person you want to be and uh, the principles you want to live by. Oh, and you might have to go back and, and just r refresh them for yourself because, and, and I think, again, I think the analogy to sort of sports is good that sometimes athletes will, will get out of a rhythm or they'll, they'll develop a bad habit and then they need to step away and, and say, okay, well, what am I doing wrong there? And so if you have kind of a, a bad experience or you, you didn't act in a way that you wanted to, you'll know immediately and, and you'll sort of step right back and say, wait a minute, that, that was not acting according to my principles. And, and then, it, and those are, those are, certainly things that happen to everybody where you just have to step back and, and remind yourself and again, sort of reaffirm and, and recommit yourself. Yeah. So there can be kind of changes in your personal or professional life that, you know, throw you out of course 
And, you know, you end up in a position where you're maybe struggling quite a lot and unpleasant things happen over and over. And that's a signal that you probably need to revisit your goals and your principles and how you want to move forward. And if you have good friends, they will remind you of this. Yeah. The other piece is if you project this to, to other people, I mean, think about, and, and this may be sort of motivation as to why people need to have principles, is that, and, and I'm sure you have just as I have, we've worked with people that when maybe they behave differently in, in different situations, or in one situation, they behave a certain way, and in a different situation where you think the same principle should apply, they behave differently, okay? So that's a person, I don't want to call them unprincipled, but in a sense, they're, they're unpredictable, okay? Yeah. The behavior is not consistent. And, and if, if you think about those type of people, it's really not a lot of fun working with them because you never know what you're going to get from them. Um, you, you never know how they're going to respond to a comment or react in a, in a certain situation. And just when you think, okay, well, they're going to they're gonna do this because that's what they did the last time, and then they act differently. Okay, that really keeps you off balance. It probably keeps other people off balance, and, and, and it doesn't really create, I would think, a productive type of environment for working. So, Yeah, it doesn't really create trust. Because yeah. if you are unpredictable, it's you can't really be trusted. So, um, yeah, that's that's a very good example. It's also looking into others and seeing them behaving in a way you don't want to behave <laughs> helps you also to get to these leadership principles. So that's that's maybe you know the so to say the negative examples can also help you to get very crisp and clear on how you want to be because you don't want to be behaved like this person in that yeah, situation. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. That was a really, really good discussion about leadership principles. We discussed about why they are important to have and how they help you to progress personally, how you can get to these over time. And that in the end, you can really use them in lots of lots of different situations. And by using them over and over again, you will more and more embody these. Any last comment for, for the listener? Yeah, one thing I, I don't know that we talked about, they might have the question like, well, how many principles should I have? Okay. And, and I would go back to some of the, the stuff we talk about in our leadership program in terms of communication, like the rule of three is always good. And I know that's that's a really small number. So if you want to do, you know, four or five in that range, that's reasonable. I think you just don't you can't have like 10 or 15 or 30. That's just, that's just too many. Trying to get it down to something, you know, that, uh, you know, three, four five, I think is a good guy. And I think one fear people have is that, well, that can't cover everything. But you'll be surprised how a lot of these things, when when you decide them, they do connect to other important principles and, and they overlap. So I, I'll bet you if you come up with three or four or five good ones, um, you'll be pretty satisfied. So, Yeah, I completely agree. It's the same as with company communications. If your yeah. company has 15 different principles they, they live by, it's really, really difficult. <laughs> yeah.
Thanks so much for this great discussion. And if you want to learn more about uh, leadership, there's quite a lot of different leadership episodes that Gary and I have recorded together over the years. And so just scroll back or head over to theeffectivestatistician.com and just search for Gary's name and you'll find lots of lots of content uh, with respect to leadership. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain and her team who helps with the show in the background. And thank you for listening. If you want to learn more about leadership, there is lots of material on our homepage, The Effective Statistician. And you can learn there about our leadership program, about webinars, all kind of different things. And we have many more earlier episodes on this topic. Reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.